Hello, this is Heather Jebel, one of the deacons from the Regens Congregational Church of Regens. This podcast includes portions of our worship service today, January 23rd, 2022. Please join us with our interim pastor, Joan O'Gorman, as she leads us to explore the body of Christ. Today's scripture lesson will come from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 31. Thank you. Grace and peace to you on this third Sunday after Epiphany, a Sunday that is warmer than Saturday was, right? So being optimistic and and positive, this is good. On our second Sunday of worshiping remotely, but still being together in heart and mind and spirit, and we will continue this way of worshiping at least until February the 6th, so for two more weeks after this. I continue to just offer my gratitude to our amazing staff and to Mike and Jenny and Liam as we just continue to shift and do what will work best for our worship and fellowship and service. So thank you to you all. And whether we are in person in the building or in person on Zoom, or if you don't have your camera on or you're muted, we are gathered as the body of Christ. And that certainly is the metaphor and the image for this day. Gathered together to know that God's unconditional love surrounds us. We are called to worship, fellowship and service. And so with gratitude, we begin this time together. In the spirit of the theme and metaphor for this morning, which which is about being the body of Christ, this is a prayer of embodiment. And so I invite us to offer this prayer. And if you're on mute, please stay on mute. But you can speak this prayer and feel it in those places in your body, mind, and spirit. 
I rest in you, spirit of life. I place in you my feet, my legs, my torso, my arms, my shoulders, my head, and allow you to support all that I am. I rest in you, spirit of life, and give to you my worries, my fears, my doubts, my hopes, my joys, my pains, my anger, my love, my hate, and allow you to take in all that I am. And as I give all that I am, I find the place of truth, stillness, still, eternal where you and I are one. I breathe in deep, deeply down, up, all that we are, as I stand on my toe at the edge of the universe in oneness. And all that we are expands until forever. I rest in you, spirit of life. Amen. Good morning. Our scripture reading today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 31. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ears should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. And yet I will show you the most excellent way. 
Thank you, Barbara, for the reading of the scripture this morning. One week ago, a man knocked on the locked door of Congregation Beth Israel in Colleyville, Texas. Rabbi Charlie Citron Walker unlocked the door, invited the man in from the cold and offered him a cup of tea. We watched the story unfold for 11 hours as the rabbi and two members of the congregation were held hostage by this man who had a gun. We know the ending of the story that the rabbi and two members of the congregation escaped and the gunman was killed. The day after this happened, and you've probably seen interviews as I have, but the day after I watched the interview on CBS News with Rabbi Charlie, as he likes to be called. And the first question the interviewer asked him was, Rabbi, how were you able to remain calm during those 11 hours? And he responded, my training has taught me to be a non anxious person, a non-anxious presence. Those three words are key to anyone who has had training in CPE, clinical pastoral education, a non-anxious presence. CPE is an opportunity for seminary students. Uh, recently, Abigail went through CPE as part of her training. CPE training is an opportunity for chaplains, seminary students, anyone who is in a helping profession and wishes to deepen those professional skills. CPE is an opportunity to be with a, a seasoned supervisor and a cohort group to explore and learn and process what it means to show up as a non-anxious presence in situations that are very anxious. CPE is a combination of professional education and hands-on experience, providing spiritual care to patients and families and staff. I took two semesters of CPE when I lived in Maine, and I chose to do both of those semesters at the state mental hospitals, one in Bangor and one in Augusta. Rabbi Charlie, as he likes to be called, offered that non-anxious presence in a very volatile situation that could have had a very different ending. What does that story have to do with this passage about being the body of Christ? We live in anxious times, don't we? Maybe this morning you are feeling some anxiety, some worry, some concern about yourself, about someone you love deeply, about our church, our country, and our world. May we please begin with an acknowledgement that there is anxiety and concern among us. There is a best-selling book right now called The Body Keeps the Score by Bezel van der Kolk. May we please acknowledge the benefit this morning for our bodies this flesh and blood that we wear. May we please acknowledge the benefit for our body of taking in a deep breath 
and an exhale. One more time, a breath in and out. May we please acknowledge the benefit for this body to be aware, how are your shoulders right now and your neck, your hands, your sit bones, your torso, your feet, your legs, finding a comfortable position. And may we please acknowledge the benefit for the body, the mind, and the spirit when together we pray. Please pray with me. Holy one, be now our vision, O Lord of our heart. Be all that we need, O Lord of our heart. Be our best thought by day or by night, waking and sleeping, your presence our light. Amen. The Apostle Paul's words come to us through the ages. You are the body of Christ and individually you are members of it. If the foot would say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong, that would make it no less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong, that would not make it any less a part of the body. Now you, are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Or perhaps as Dr. Zeus might explain this text, today you are you, that is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. Paul's vision is a liberating idea that each one of us has an important role in the life of faith in the life of our community and in our world. Dr. Zeus's whimsical yet truthful idea is that there is no one alive who is youer than you. What I found myself coming back to again and again as I read the text this week is that balance between being an individual member of the body and being a communal member of the body. One of the texts I was introduced to during CPE, going back to that clinical pastoral education, that non-anxious presence model, one of the texts I was introduced to is written by Rabbi Edwin Friedman and is called Generation to Generation, Family Process in Church and Synagogue, and offers this wisdom about the family systems model. How do we live among our families, our workplaces, and our faith communities in ways that is healthy for us as an individual and for the communal body? Here are Friedman's words. How do we live in such a way where there is a healthy balance between the need for connection and a clear sense of oneself as an individual? Another word for that is differentiation, where Friedman defines the capacity to be an I while remaining connected to you. The Virgins Congregational Church, United Church of Christ, 
is an inviting church and lives out the inclusive message of God's love, inviting each of us on that journey to deepen our spiritual lives as individuals and as a community and to extend to all of God's people the opportunity to be of service in the community and the world. We come together to find a sense of belonging and purpose, to know and be known, to accept and be accepted. The other side of that journey, the other side of that statement is this. What do we do when we're not having a warm, cozy feeling about the body that is the faith community? I'm going to quote a paragraph from the Reverend Karen Stokes, and it's from her commentary on a volume called Feasting on the Word, which offers a weekly commentary on the scriptures. These are the words of Dr. Karen Stokes. There will always be differences within a congregation, differing opinions, experiences, and priorities. And it is dangerous to play down those differences in the interest of some superficial harmony. When the natural diversity within a congregation is not allowed to be expressed openly, then subtle judgments are communicated. Like when the ear gets the message, it would be better if it were an eye. Or when the foot is told that the community really needs a hand, an end of quote. What Paul is referring to and what Rabbi Friedman is referring to is how do we keep that healthy balance where we are able to ask the important question and explore the important question that looks like this. How can I be who I am and also be connected with you? God has created us as unique individuals. Dr. Zeus again. There is no one who is youer than you. How are you expressing the gift of your you-ness in the life that is the body of Christ, the body that is the church? A thought to ponder. How are you expressing your you-ness? A closing story. This afternoon at one o'clock, the annual service of remembrance for residents who have died at the respite house in Colchester, which is a facility with 21 suites for people at the end of life. For the second year in a row, we are holding that annual remembrance service on Zoom. We have had over 100 responses for people who will be attending this memorial service to celebrate the life of their loved ones, to remember and to grieve together. Each year, a family member offers a reflection and the daughter of one of our residents will be offering a reflection about her experience. And each year, a staff member is invited to offer a reflection. This year, a nurse, Emily, and I were asked to do a reflection together. And so that's what I'll be doing this afternoon for that service of remembrance. And what Emily and I are sharing is for me a true understanding of that metaphor and reality of being the body 
of Christ. Emily and I have been coordinating all week on an experience that we had in December. One month ago, a woman in her 40s was admitted to the respite house from a hospital in Southern Vermont. It was one of those days in December with ice and snow and the roads were slick. The ambulance that brought her took about three hours to arrive. Her family who lives at least four or five hours away were notified of her arrival. And her mother said she was not sure she could arrive that day, that it was not perhaps safe to drive on the roads. She was assured that mother was assured that her daughter would never be alone. When the woman arrived at the respite house, it was clear to the medical team that she probably had maybe several hours to perhaps a day left before she died. Emily, the nurse, asked me to come into the room while the woman was being admitted and being assessed by the medical director and two nurses. I watched as they skillfully evaluated her, offered her medication so that she could be comfortable. I watched as a social worker came in and he sat and offered reassuring words with her, went back to his office and called this woman's mother and spoke to her and did all the necessary paperwork. I watched as two LNAs came into the room and gently and tenderly repositioned that woman and prepared to bathe her. And that's when I left and returned to my office. After the woman was bathed, one of the LNAs came to my office and said, she's awake and she would love to have prayers offered for her in her tradition. I went and sat with that woman in a chair next to her bed. I read scripture and I offered prayers. And when she dozed, I simply sat as a silent presence. My shift ended and a volunteer came in and spent two hours with that woman. And then her mother and two sisters arrived to spend the evening with her. And that woman died peacefully the next morning. The body of Christ. And some are nurses and some are doctors. And some are LNAs and some are social workers. And some are chaplains and some are volunteers. Each having the need for the other so that this woman, a child of God, was surrounded by love, compassion, and presence. Beloved of God, no one is newer than you. We are all part of the body that is Jesus, the Holy One, the body that is the Holy Spirit, the body that is this beloved congregation. May it be so. Amen. Our benediction. May the blessings of heaven, the blessings of earth, the blessings of sky and sea, on those we love this day and on every human family. May these gifts be so, the gifts of heaven, the gifts of earth, the gifts of sky and sea. 
Amen.